Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I am Pastor Greg and I welcome you to this week's current events update and then our study in Acts chapter 8 verses 26 through 35 titled Philip Preaches Jesus to the Eunuch. The conclusion of our study can be found at BBFOhio.com. This is part one of two. The current events update. And as you might expect, we're going to talk for a moment about the situation with Israel. We're going to talk about the land of Israel. It's not stolen land. And uh, all the Jew haters and anti-Israel crowd, uh, they'll, they'll say that Israel is on stolen ground. It's a just it's a lie. It's a pure fabrication. So I took some time to make a chart. And uh, it's a basic overview of the history of the occupiers of the land of Israel. You heard that, how Israel today is said to be occupying land that doesn't belong to them. Again, a satanic lie. So you can go to our website, bbfohio.com, and you'll see the possession of the land of Israel charts. Uh, and just for reference, uh, there's two, there, you can get a horizontal and a vertical version, just because I know some people don't know how to make things go like that. <laughs> so you can get, see it in both editions. For future reference, you can always find our charts going to resources, and then look under charts and maps, and then click on that, and then scroll down to where you'll see these charts on that page. Then you just uh, click to download the chart. Here's what the chart looks like, and uh, along the top, possession of the land of Israel, Judah, and those on the left side, the gold uh, represents B.C. dates. And then the light blue is A.D. Of course, they're trying to get rid of that. They don't want you to call it that anymore. B.C.E. and what's the other one? It's common Era, C.E., I think, they're, instead of A.D. is what they're trying to, trying to kick Christ out of everything. So this is, when you flip it, the chart looks like that. So if you print them for yourself, you can do that manually with your hands. <laughs> so we flip it, and then we zoom in, and we see that the top of the chart shows originally the land of Israel was inhabited by Canaanite tribes. Now, this takes us from the time of Noah's flood. And the first three time spans there, uh, take us from Noah's flood to the death of King Solomon when his son Rehoboam came to power and the kingdom was split. Um, just, we'll come back to this, but do you see a Palestinian state or nation anywhere in there? We'll come back to that. Then as you go down, you just follow the chart. It's a time chart, chronological order. After the kingdom was divided, Assyria destroyed the north, and then the Babylonians came in and took the land, and including the southern kingdom, into captivity. That's what we read about in the book of Daniel, and, uh, and uh, uh, Nehemiah, and uh, uh, Ezra, and Nehemiah. Then uh, after uh, Nebuchadnezzar died, uh, you remember the story of the uh, handwriting on the wall, Belshazzar? That's when Persia comes in and takes it from Babylon. And you see the dates there. Around 600 is when Babylon came in and began taking over the land. 
The siege of Jerusalem lasted a number of years. Baram 540 is when Persia came in and ended up being the kingdom under Cyrus, which we're going to study about in Isaiah because God prophesied Cyrus and even named him hundreds of years before he's even born. Then came Alexander, the Grecian, or some prefer to call it a Macedonian empire, that around 323. Again, do you see Palestine in there anywhere? Palestinian nation? No, it's not there. Then you come down to the next after Alexander, after he died, uh, the three generals uh, split the Alexandrian kingdom. We studied that in Daniel. So the Seleucid or Hellenistic kingdom then took over the land of Israel. But then there was this rebellion around one uh, or around 63 uh, BC. The Maccabeans, you heard of them? They're also called the Hasmonean uh, and, and referred to that as the Hasmonean period. And then the Caesars uh, took control. And uh, I'm sorry, that that took place around 63. I think I got the... 142 is the Hasmonean Rebellion. 63 BC is when Rome took over the land of Israel. 30 years later, Jesus is with us, and who's still in power? Rome. Still nothing about Palestinian nation or people anything. After Rome, and uh, that lasted quite a while, in 395, the Roman Empire split east and west, and the eastern empire was called Byzantine and that's who kept control of the land of Israel until they were defeated by uh, Fatimid from any, out of Egypt and they were Mohammedans but they bear no relation to Palestinians or Palestine then the what they call the Latin Kingdom some people call it the Kingdom of Jerusalem but remember the Crusaders they defeated the Mohammedans and took over, and uh, that's around 1171. And then a Ayyubid uh, Empire, again, coming up out of Egypt, defeated the Crusaders and took the land, followed by the Mamluks, not Marmaluke, Marmalade, Mamluke, and they were also Mohammedan, but again, bear no relationship to the modern Palestinians. They were defeated by the Ottoman Turks in uh, 1516 and that lasted until uh, 1922 when after World War One, the United Nations basically uh, took over that land and set up eventually in uh, 1922 they set up the uh, British mandate and so the British controlled the land of Israel until uh, thanks to Lord Balfour and the Balfour Declaration and Winston Churchill played a part, a huge part really, but he also played a part in making sure that all of what's today called Jordan, that didn't even exist, that was just created out of thin air, the Jordanian Kingdom and all that. Uh, Winston Churchill originally had said that land was going to be a part of it and then because of air pressure they cut it down to the Jordan River huge swath of land was lost there for, for Israel. But anyway, that led to 1948 when Harry S. Truman, our president, uh, recognized Israel as a nation. Many other countries followed suit. Many to this day have not. Uh, 
Um, most uh, Arab and Muslim countries uh, haven't. Um, but that gives you the whole history of the land of Israel in an overview, not, not too specific. It would take too much time. Uh, from in, uh, Throughout that history, as you saw, there was never a Palestinian nation or state. Um, the only thing close to that would be the Philistines. Remember Goliath? Um, but they bear no relation to the modern Palestinian people. There's no genetic or historical connection at all. You need to understand that in 1948, when Israel was declared a nation, there, were, uh, there was an attack by the surrounding nations. It's called the War of Independence by the Jews. And when they were attacked, how many you seen on the news where Israel said to the uh, people in Gaza City, get out, we need you out there for a few days, we're going to clean house. And what's Hamas doing? Hamas says, no, don't leave. What's Egypt saying? Don't come here. Lebanon, don't come here. Syria, don't come here. Jordan, don't come here. Why? Because it's all about using those people as a political weapon against Israel. They created a Palestinian people out of thin air. You know who was a Palestine at, during the British mandate? Everyone who lived there, including the Jews, were called the Pal they were said to live in Palestine. The Jewish newspaper was called the Palestinian paper. But then after Israel became a nation and they took the name of Israel and everything became officially Israel, the Muslims declared this existence of a people that never existed on planet Earth in human history ever. They created them just out of thin air. The Palestinian people, they were Egyptians, Jordanians, Lebanese, Turks, uh, Arabians and a small number of people who did actually live there for a few generations and some going back many generations but they were never a people they were never a nation it's just a total fiction repeated by every, almost every one of your news sources by the way they repeat and repeat and, repeat, and a lie repeated often enough long enough becomes the truth it's still a lie but that's how people come to see it so the Islamic claim to the land of Israel is a satanic lie. That's all it is. Fact, history, and including that includes a lot of your conservative talk show hosts, a lot of your Republican uh, politicians. They're liars. So just know that when you hear them. Number two, regarding Israel at war. I think everyone's aware that, uh, what was the date, October 7th, uh, was the date. Hamas targeted men, women, and children. It was not an act of war. It was an act of pure terror and murder and rape. And we showed on Wednesday, we didn't show pictures, but we showed the report, the beheadings of all these uh, children. They murdered whole families, were wiped out lined up and shot to death. Then they defecated on the bodies. And I'm not even going to get into all the details of the forensics that they're already finding in these locations where Hamas did this stuff. And you remember that every time a devil opens his mouth telling you Israel doesn't have a right to respond. 
You say a devil, absolutely. We talked about it Wednesday. I'm not going to repeat all that. Romans 13, 1 to 4, it's clear. God says Israel has a right and a duty to do what they're doing right now. Amen. And if the men, women, and children don't get out of the way, I'm sorry, but that's war. And there's never been... Well, we'll come back to that in just a second. The first question, I'm just going to answer a couple of questions. We'll answer these as we go on. This is going to go on for a long time, I believe. Is it wrong for Israel to retaliate and attempt to destroy Hamas? And the answer is no. And again, I want to read it. Go to Romans 13, just a few pages from where we're at in our Acts study. Romans 13. And you, will, you just will not believe how many... A lot of them are professing Christians among the conservatives or far-right or uh, what they call themselves truthers out there. And they will do everything they can to mock this text and to make you think you shouldn't believe what it says and obey it. Romans 13, beginning verse 1. I'll read verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Now read uh, 2 through 4. Read the even with me. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Amen. Amen. That is God's word, and if you don't stand on that, you are not a Bible believer. And if you don't believe that Israel has a right to respond as they are, then... You, again, are not a Bible believer, but you also are living in denial of human history. Amen. It's not about this. Look up here. It's not about this. It's about this. It's a spiritual warfare. They are full of the devil, and they hate Israel because they hate God. Jesus Christ has declared, this, it, by the way, this includes most of your Christian churches today. Jesus is going to rule and reign on a throne in Jerusalem over the world. It's coming. And most of your seminaries and most of your churches deny that fact. And because they're biblically and spiritually blind, then they turn on Israel. And they claim that the church is Israel and all that satanic nonsense called replacement theology. Second question I'll answer is, what about the killing of innocent men, women, and children? It's a sad consequence of war. I hate war, and you have never and will never hear me support wars that are offensive. I only believe in Romans 13, 1-4, and that is the uh, doctrine of just war, which is basically self-defense. I believe God has ordained governments with the right to defend themselves. And sadly, if you study history, not one single war in human history has been fought 
without innocent men, women, and children dying. It's a very sad, sickening reality of war. But if you don't want Israel to kill innocent men, women, and children, then don't come over the border and massacre innocent men, women, and children, raping the women, beheading the babies, and all the nasty, satanic, filthy things that Hamas did to Israel. If, if I had my way, every innocent Palestinian who didn't play a role in this would be removed from Gaza City, and then we would uh, turn it into a parking lot. And I do not make any apology for that. God ordained it that way. But we live in a very godless world, people filled with lies and deception. And that's why we're hearing the kind of stuff we're hearing about Israel. Ecclesiastes 3 it says, There is a time to love and a time to hate. Amen. A time of war and a time of peace. And lastly, just want to remind you, early voting has already started. Vote no on issue one. I believe that, uh, I just can tell you, I voted no on issue two. If you uh, want the streets filled with marijuana, then vote yes on issue two. But if you don't, vote no. They're already uh, abusing the laws on the books with the legalization of pot. It's, all, it's already being abused. There's all kinds of criminality going on and everything. If you want that to get worse, vote yes for issue two. But uh, I'm vote, I voted uh, no on issue two. But I don't think any Christian can argue in support of issue one. And uh, so I urge you to get out and vote between now and November 7th. Like I said, you can just go down to the Board of Elections and vote. Uh, Jenny and I did that, and then we smooched. Aww. It's sort of a tradition. We vote first, then we smooch. All right, Acts chapter 8. Verse 26 is where we're going to start. We left off after the Samaritan revival. Verse 25, And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem, talking about the apostles, and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans on their way back. And so we pick up verse 26 with the title, Philip Preaches Jesus to the Eunuch. And we're going to read the, uh, I'll have you read the odd verses between uh, 26 and 35, and I'll start reading verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. 
The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Amen? So this is the transition continuing from Mosaic Law to grace. Uh, it is, is it John 1, 16? Uh, for uh, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Is that verse 16? But that and many other New Testament verses give us the gist of this account in the book of Acts that we're reading. And... Um, we've seen that it began on the day of Pentecost with Jews and proselytes from all over the world. Then we began chapter 8, and where were they at? Samaria, with the Samaritans. And Samaritans are uh, not full-blooded Jews. They're half-Jews, or part-Jew, according to the person. Uh, a lot of people would call them half-breeds, is a way of returning as far as being Jew. And so now we're going to see the first Gentile is confronted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it's just one people group after another. We're going to see in a couple of chapters, it'll be the uh, European Gentiles that are reached. Then later on, we're going to see the disciples of John the Baptist will be reached. So there's still a couple more groups. But we're going to take a massive detour uh, from Jerusalem and Samaria in this text. It's very interesting God included this in our Bible. Uh, Philip and the Ethiopian open with verses 26 through 28. And we're going to see what I call the confrontation. Because I know a lot of Christians have a real problem with confrontation. And that's verses 29 to 31. And then we're going to see the, the power of the word in verses 32 to 34. And then we're going to see biblical evangelism. You're going to get a soul-winning clinic this morning. And I'm not going to sell you books and DVDs and have a seminar on it. You're just going to get it all within a few minutes. So uh, Philip and the Ethiopian, that would be a good name for a reggae group, I think. If any of you are thinking about starting one. And it says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. Just kind of pass right through that as you're reading it, but how cool is that? <laughs> How many of you had just been sitting around one day and the angel of the Lord showed up and starts talking to you? Hadn't happened yet. Yeah, the angel of the Lord, we have a study on that, is Jesus. The angel of the Lord. And the, he doesn't show up and announce that he's Jesus for his own reasons. And, uh, but we know that the angel of the Lord is, uh, uh, before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, we call him pre-incarnate appearances of Jesus. I'll, you think I'm crazy about this? Let me tell you one really crazy. we got a book on it, so I'm not the only one who believes it, but uh, Angel of the Lord, I believe, is actually what is the star in Bethlehem. Amen. Amen. Oh, now we can't cover that this morning, so there you go. <laughs> but... Uh, verse 26 says, Philip 
uh, the angel of the Lord says unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. In past times, when I've re referenced that, uh, people don't like, where, where is Gaza? Where is Gaza? Now y'all are like geographical uh, experts, you know. Well, yeah, of course we know where Gaza is. You know? Some of you still lost, but hey, uh, we'll help you out here. But at this date, 10-15-23, this is for future references so they know, most of the world knows where Gaza is because of the war in Israel. And uh, even uh, uh, the names of roads and, and rivers and uh, all that kind of thing, people are getting familiar with it. But we showed this map so you can see Jerusalem's kind of in the middle and that we've been up in Samaria. And now Philip's told to take this trek down here into the southwest corner of our map. That's where Gaza is. Gaza City and Gaza is in that area. And we pointed out before, that's where the Philistines, and that's why Rome gave it that name originally, as Charlie mentioned. Palestina is Philistine, brought over into the Greek, and then the Palestina brought into English is Palestine. It's the ancient land of the Philistines. Now today, that's what Israel looks like. Um, I just always have to, I don't always point this out, but doesn't it look like you could put your thumb on Gaza, put your hand in the West Bank, and it would make a dagger? Isn't that interesting? And uh, but anyway, this is modern Israel, and down here, well, let's zoom it in, zoom it in there, and you can see that's where modern Gaza, same place. So uh, it's very interesting, uh, biblically, uh, how this is all working out because most places in the world don't have the same names that they have in the Bible. It's pretty amazing how it's been kept intact and how Bible prophecy given two, three, four thousand years ago still so clearly the same places and everything. It's pretty amazing.